Son and of the Holy Spirit. The Lord be with you. A very warm welcome to Morning Mass here at St. Bride's Church in Cambus Lang. This is the funeral mass for the repose of the soul of George Hayes. 
Welcome uh, Diana and Claire and Stephen and Cormac and Cheryl and Sam. Welcome to all family and all family friends who are here with us today. For many of you, this might be your first visit here to this church and I extend to you all a very sincere welcome and I hope that you will feel very much at home here with us. We gather here today in the church in great sadness at the sudden death of a much loved and much respected man. The pain of his death has been felt by so many and I know that many people have sent messages to the family over this time to say how sad that they have been to hear of George's death and how much he had meant to each of them. These messages have been a great comfort to the family. The presence of so many here in the church uh, today is a great testimony to what people felt for George. So we turn once again to God himself in our time of need. He who lifts, lifts us up when we fall, uh, he who heals the broken hearted, he who comforts us in our sadness. George was indeed an exceptional man, good, kind, and a man who brought great good into the world. We remember him today with great affection and pray for him at this Mass. To prepare ourselves to celebrate these sacred mysteries, we first call to mind our sins. Lord Jesus, your mighty God and Prince of Peace, Lord have mercy. Lord Jesus, your word of God made flesh and splendour of the Father, Christ of mercy. Lord Jesus, you are the way, the truth and the life, Lord have mercy. And may Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins and bring us to everlasting life. Let us pray. O God, in whose presence the dead are alive, and in whom this, your saints rejoice full of happiness, grant our supplication that your servant, George, for whom the fleeting light of this world shines no more, may enjoy the comfort of your light for all eternity. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, for ever and ever. reading from the Book of Wisdom. The souls of the virtuous are in the hands of God. No torment shall ever touch them. In the eyes of the unwise, they did appear to die. Their going looked like a disaster. They're leaving us like annihilation, but they are in peace. If they experience punishment as men see it, their hope was rich with immortality. Slight was their affliction, great will their blessing be. God has put them to the test and proved them worthy to be with him. He has tested them like gold in a furnace and accepted them as a holocaust. When the time comes for his visitation, they will shine out. As sparks run through the stubble, so will they. They shall judge the nations rule over peoples, and the Lord will be their king forever. They who trust him will understand the truth. Those who are faithful will live with him in love, for grace and mercy await those he has chosen. 
The word of the Lord. from St. Paul to the Thessalonians. We want you to be quite certain, friends, about those who have died, to make sure that you do not grieve about them, like the other people who have no hope. We believe that Jesus died and rose again, and it will be the same for those who died in Jesus. God will bring them with him. 
We can tell you this from the Lord's own teaching, that any of us who are left alive until the Lord's coming will not have any advantage over those who have died. At the trumpet of God, the voice of the archangel will call out the command, and the Lord himself will come down from heaven. Those who have died in Christ will be the first to rise, and then those of us who are still alive will be taken up in the clouds together with them to meet the Lord in the air. So we shall stay with the Lord forever. With such thoughts as these, you should comfort one another. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Please stand. reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. And Jesus said to his disciples, Do not let your hearts be troubled. Have faith in God. Have faith also in me. In my Father's house there are many dwelling places. If there were not, would I have told you that I am going to prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare you a place, a place for you, I will come back again and take you to myself, so that where I am, you also may be. Where I am going, you know the way. And Thomas said to him, Master, we do not know where you are going, so how can we know the way? And Jesus said to him, I am the way, the truth and the life. No one can come to the Father except through me. The Gospel of the Lord. It's a true saying that you never know what the new day will bring. If we did, then very often we might be tempted not to rise from our bed nor to go out of the door in the day. Likewise, we could never have known what was coming in that day when George himself became ill, for there was nothing to warn him or to warn anyone of what lay ahead. In the course of the day, he became very ill, 
was taken to hospital and there was nothing that the doctors could do to save his life. Anna and Stephen uh, were with him and Claire was connected by phone many miles away. The hours passed and those were precious times for all who watched and waited and he simply slipped away. The loss itself has been great for all family and for all friends of the family and for all George's friends over a lifetime and the many work colleagues that he knew. As I said at the beginning, many people have known him, the many people that have known him have been deeply saddened at his death and have not been slow to send messages to see what he did for them and what he meant for them. What a great comfort that must be for the family to hear. As you will know yourself, sometimes death comes after a long illness, sometimes after a short illness, and sometimes suddenly, like for George. It's very poignant that the transplant surgery that George was to have was imminent, and he was preparing for that, but of course he never made it. But whatever way death itself comes, What's important, of course, is the way that we have lived our lives. You could live a hundred years and not achieve anything, and you could live a short life and be cut short, and of course, you could have done so many things. Judging from the rich compliments that many have paid to him, the way that George has lived his life has meant a great deal to so many. I think probably he would be surprised to hear all of this because he was a very modest man. The readings that we listen to today at Mass speak to our hearts. They remind us of what faith and hope that we have when the clouds come, when the rain falls, and when the wind blows. That God is indeed our shelter and our strength. That quiet reassurance that we hear from those words sustains us and helps us through sadness. They assure us that God is always with us and everything is at God's hands. And of course that there is a destination to which we are all travelling. There is a destination point at which we will arrive. All our roads point in that direction. No one is excluded. No one is left out. The readings, as you probably noticed if you were listening closely to them, don't speak of sadness, but rather speak of the bright sunshine of hope. They don't speak of endings, but rather speak of new beginnings. They don't speak of death, but they speak of life. They don't speak of loss, but they speak of gain. So we hear these words today, and they lift us up in present sadness, We hear the message that the Lord himself gives us, that he is with us in good times and bad. He will not abandon us, and these words make our hearts sore. At the end of the Mass today, uh, Anna's sister will say a few words on behalf of the family, and it's important to hear the voice of those who knew and loved George, for in a certain sense today would not be complete 
if we didn't hear those words. As his priest today, I restrict myself to saying just a few words. Although the Hayes have lived here in the parish for a number of years, I always knew that their hearts were in the east end of the city. I think that their cars were in automatic pilot. As soon as they left the drive, their cars were programmed to cross the Clyde. In fact, there is a long association uh, between George and Anna and my own family. They live next door to my brother and sister-in-law and Katie and Hannah and have remained close to them. I knew from speaking to George that he had a great passion for football. He continued to play and, of course, also struggled to master the game of golf. He always seemed to me a mild-mannered man who was one of those people in life that you meet that were as blessed with a nice nature. I know also that he was a very good family man, he loved his wife Anna and his children Claire and Stephen, their spouses Cormac and Cheryl and grandchildren Sam and Connor. Family life was exceptionally important to him and he kept in close contact with extended family over the years and enjoyed social occasions with them. He had a long and fruitful working life and was uh, was a much-valued work colleague over the years. I think, I believe, and I probably can see too, that there are many former work colleagues here with us today. Illness came over the last uh, few years, and he was looking forward to the transplant, which loomed large. Unfortunately, that was not to be. I suppose the thing that most of all stood out about him for me was how pleasant he was. He just seemed so nice and such a pleasant man always to meet. He was a kind, good and decent man. I know that he would want me to say today words directed to Anna, how thankful that he was for the long and happy marriage that they themselves had. They knew each other what seemed a lifetime, and their life was filled with great love, joy, and happiness. And he would, always, he would also wish me to say how much joy his children has brought to his life, and how proud he has been of them, and the new family that's come with their spouses and the beloved grandchildren. We are very fortunate of the people that we have in our lives how blessed we are when we think of it. We're surrounded by goodness and kindness in other people and generosity and love. And suppose if there's anything that we want to say in a religious sense, that is how God has made it. Today, instead of sadness, is a day to count blessings. The blessings of what one life can be to so many people. And is that not the way that God has made it too? On a day such as this, we don't curse the darkness, but we bless the light. We choose to bless the light, the light that comes into our life through people's goodness, kindness, and love. And we are indeed thankful.
to God for the many people in our life and for the light that they have brought to our lives. For George, he has reached the end of the journey, the destination to which all roads travel. May he know peace and blessings. May God console all who have known him and have loved him. And may they all be reunited again at the destination and at the end of the journey. be pleased to stand. Come now to our bidding prayers and invite our people who are going to do bidding prayers. With confidence we make our prayers to our Heavenly Father for all our The response to Lord hear us is Lord graciously hear us. Lord graciously hear us. For Uncle George, who was so dearly loved by his family and friends, as he was loved by you, Lord, may he enter into eternal life with you. Lord hear us. Lord graciously hear us. We ask you to watch over the family and friends who loved Uncle George and give them the strength to continue to live by his example with the love and kindness he gave to his family. Lord hear us. Lord graciously hear us. Those who nursed and cared for Uncle George, may they be rewarded for their gentleness, care, and dedication. Lord, hear us. We remember our loved ones who are no longer with us. Lord, hear us. We pray for peace for those affected by conflict around the world and for the families who have suffered loss, illness, anxiety, and family separation during the pandemic. Lord, hear us. Behold before us the past and the present. Behold before us the desires of so many hearts. You who are the Lord of human history and the Lord of every human heart, be with us, Christ Jesus, eternal Son of God, be with us. And we make this prayer through Christ our Lord. Amen. Please be seated.
priest to stand. And pray now, dear brothers and sisters, that my sacrifice and yours may be acceptable to God, the Almighty Father. May the offerings of this sacrifice be pleasing to you, Lord, so that the soul of your servant, finding through your mercy the pardon that he sought for all his sins, may exult forever with all your saints and praise your glory for all eternity. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. Amen. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It's truly right and just, our duty and our salvation, always and everywhere to give you thanks, Lord, Holy Father, Almighty and Eternal God. For even though by our own fault we perish, yet by your compassion and your grace, when seized by death according to our sins, we are redeemed through Christ's great victory and with him called back into life. And so with the powers of heaven, we, we worship you constantly on earth, and before you without end we acclaim. Holy, 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 holy Lord God of hosts, heaven and earth are for your glory. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed to see you come in the name of the Lord. Hosanna. You are indeed holy, O Lord, the fount of all holiness. Make holy, therefore, these gifts we pray by sending down your Spirit upon them, like the dewfall, so that they may become for us the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. At the time he was betrayed and entered willingly into his passion, he took bread and, giving thanks, broke it and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and eat of it, for this is my body, which will be given up for you. In a similar way, when supper was ended, he took the chalice, and once more, giving thanks, he gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and drink from it, for this is the chalice of my blood, the blood of the new and eternal covenant, which will be poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in memory of me. The mystery of faith. We proclaim your death, O Lord, and profess your resurrection until you come again. Therefore, as we celebrate the memorial of his death and resurrection, we offer you, Lord, the bread of life and the chalice of salvation, giving thanks that you've held us worthy to be in your presence and minister to you. Humbly we pray that, sharing in the body and blood of Christ, we may be gathered into one by the Holy Spirit. Remember, Lord, your church spread throughout the world. Bring her to the fullness of charity, together with Francis, our Pope, Joseph, our Bishop, and all the clergy. Remember your servant, George, whom you have called from this world to yourself. Grant that he who was united with your son in a death like his may also be one with him in his resurrection. Remember also all our brothers and sisters who have fallen asleep in the hope of the resurrection and all who have died in your mercy. Welcome them into the light of your face. And have mercy on us all, we pray, that with the Blessed Virgin Mary, Mother of God, Joseph, her spouse, the blessed apostles, and all the saints who have pleased you throughout the ages. We may merit to be coerced to eternal life and may praise and glorify you through your Son, Jesus Christ. Through him and with him and in him, O God, Almighty Father, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, 
All glory and honour is yours forever and ever. Please stand. We pray together in the words that Jesus, our Saviour, has taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Deliver us, Lord, we pray, from every evil, graciously grant peace in our days, that by the help of your mercy we may always be free from sin and safe from all distress, as we await the blessed hope and the coming of our Saviour, Jesus Christ. Lord Jesus Christ, who said to your apostles, Peace I leave you, my peace I give you. Look not in our sins, but in the faith of your church, and graciously grant her peace and unity in accordance with your will, who live and reign forever and ever. Amen. Peace of the Lord be with you always. With you, Lamb of God. This is the Lord Jesus, the Lamb of God, who takes away the sins of the world. Blessed are those called to the Supper of the Lamb. Just to say to you, uh, invited to come forward uh, for Holy Communion, and uh, with the restrictions, we're only allowed to allow you to receive Holy Communion in your hand if you uh, wish to receive Communion. If you don't want to receive Communion today, then uh, I invite you, if you'd like, to come forward for a blessing, uh, just to place your hand on your breast so that it indicates I'll give you a blessing at that point. If you don't want to receive Communion or a blessing, then obviously just to remain seated.
receive these heavenly gifts, we give you thanks, O Lord, and humbly pray that the soul of your servant, freed from your son's, freed through your son's passion from the bonds of sin, may come happily into your presence, through Christ our Lord. Amen. Please be seated. Invite the person who's going to do the eulogy. So I think if George was here, the first thing he'd say is, Father Morton's stealing all your thunder, but um, he didn't, uh, he's left a few things for me to say. So George was part of a large extended family, beloved husband to Anna, dad to Claire and Stephen, father-in-law to Cormac and Cheryl, papa to Sam and Connor, brother, brother-in-law, uncle, great uncle, son-in-law and friend to many. I've known George almost my entire life, from about age two, so he was a constant part of our family life, and he was just like another big brother. There was nothing George enjoyed more than spending time with family and friends, from family gatherings, holidays, and his football, whether that was playing five-a-side or watching his favourite team. Whilst golf was a sport that George enjoyed practising, it's a sport that he never quite got the hang of. But never one to be deterred, he just recently acquired a social membership in preparation for Sam returning from Hong Kong. Speaking of social, I remember at family gatherings, give George a mantelpiece and his elbow would be on it. And like magic, he'd be serenading us all with, you look wonderful tonight. George was warm, kind, generous, welcoming, funny, and always first to offer help and support. He made lifelong friendships wherever he went. At work, George was always willing to share his knowledge, experience and wisdom to help others get on and progress their careers. The kind messages from former colleagues has been a real insight for all the family, 
to see the impact that he's had on so many. George was a world traveller. He and Anna spent many happy times in Panoramica, Spain in particular, with the extended family, and enjoyed holidays more recently in the Far East as Claire, Cormac and Sam were living there. George, however, in recent years discovered that he needed a kidney transplant, and within the family, his sister Lilius was a perfect match. George and Anna were eternally grateful to Lilius, and just a few weeks ago, they had a wonderful weekend making plans for the transplant and for life after the transplant, this being their first time together in over two years due to COVID. Despite all of this, George kept good health in every other way, and many, including George himself, couldn't believe the kidney diagnosis. However, George, being George, didn't let it get in the way of enjoying life to the full. COVID curtailed things and put paid to the further travels Anna and George had planned to do. They were still able to get up to their favourite spot in the East Nuke of Fife, in particular Pitt and Weem and St Andrews, and enjoy some fun family time with Stephen, Cheryl and Connor. It's clear to all that George's passing was so sudden and unexpected. George, however, has left such a positive impact on everyone and this will live on through Claire and Stephen. Before the final, bless, uh, final prayers and blessings, the uh, family have asked me to say that the uh, service at the crematorium is, is private for the family, so I uh, just ask um, to, to recognise that.
darkest night and brightest day Be at my side, O Lord Hold my hand and guide me on my way Sometimes the road seems long My energy is spent Then, Lord, I think of you brightest day be at my side O Lord hold my hand and guide me on my way stones often bar my path and there are times I fall but you are always there to help me and go 